Just a Thursday night in Delhi, people at Spiky Ball Studios and the bowels in the Dutch Hall. Let's just do a rock song that's gonna blow everyone's mind. No big deal, we're gonna do it because it's Thursday night, it's live from the Dutch Hall, it's what we do because we have the greatest band in Canadian late night history, the Nocturnal Emissions. Oh, I can't even believe it, people. This is a great show we got for you tonight. I can't believe how it came together. Everything comes together here at Spiky Ball, it seems. We found a window in the bell tower. It fit our window, it fit our, uh, our booth that's hiding Jordan over there. I'm coming so out now of the we booth. can't hear him or even barely see him. Hey, Jordan. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice for us, worse for him, but we like it. You know what? I cannot, uh, I like that we have the nocturnal emissions all back together. The whole group's back together here. We've been very happy to see the old, the, the, the gang's back together. But last week we had Crown Alliance step in for. You guys, anyone that wasn't here, Crown Line stepped in, because we are getting canceled this year. This is our last year, Life from the Dutch Hall. We have a commitment to do 300 shows, which is October. Wow. All right. uh, that's an announcement. I'm making it right off the hop Countdown. for anyone that's listening. Woo. And then, who knows? But we have a commitment to October to do 300 <laughs> shows, and we're going to do it, by God. But uh, what was I talking about? Commitment. Commitment. Crown the Lion. Crown the Lion. Awesome yes. band. Yeah. But after, after <laughs> October, when that 300 shows up, the Nocturnal Emissions may not be the greatest band in Canadian late night history anymore. Oh, what? No. Who could it be? I'm saying that <laughs> could it not be Crown Lion? They stepped in last week Ooh. with the addition of Steve the Reluctant German, I would say, featuring Steve the Reluctant German. Come on. But if Steve I put in. that band together, Crown Lion featuring Steve the Reluctant German, <laughs> would that be a better solution than the Nocturnal Emissions? Well, hopefully we get some feedback on that this week. I'll tell you one thing they got going on, uh, going for you, Dave. They had the original single at the end of the show. Why don't you work on that? You can't even do a fucking clean flow jingle. Am I right? That's what you got. You've had three years to work on that thing, Dave. They give us a written request to work on a jingle. That's what you got. Do it again. I'm ashamed of him. I'm ashamed of him. I'm like Derek Yarmy, I'm fucking busy, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you master of industry, you can't come up with a better jingle than <laughs> bleep. That's fucking mailing it in, dude. Oh, that's fucking terrible. That is mailing it in, and I don't like it one bit. But anyways, Jave, you're on the chopping block for this new program, I'll tell you that right now. I feel, I feel, this, I feel the tension and the stress. The, the, only, the only thing that is, uh, is making me even consider you from having a job in the new program is the fact that your replacement last week was uh, Murr. Fire! <laughs> uh, Murr, who, uh, like, uh, no, take nothing away from his musical talent, but he gave me 20 bucks at the beginning of the show saying he's gonna drink whatever he uh, drinks that night, and he's apologizing in advance. Here's 20 bucks for the damage I do, and uh, I will be... Uh, Pay one price, drink all you can. You know what, he is honest. Yeah, he's very straightforward. But I was thinking if I had to deal with that on a week-to-week -week basis, it would be a little bit more difficult than uh, charters, you know? <laughs> and you know what I gotta say, Michael, this is the day before his birthday, his birthday eve, but this is how selfless my cousin Michael is. He doesn't even, he knows Mer's uh, tendencies to get, to suck you into a conversation and then spit all over your face for about six hours. Yeah, you know? it's known as a mernado. A mernado, yeah. 
You don't want to be caught in it. And so Michael realized that, that Murray was having a great time, the most fun that he's had in a while, I imagine. Uh, the vortex was heavy. And so he was in this room just having a great, grand old time after the show. And uh, Michael uh, saw that he started having ideas, ideas of uh, spending the night and just doing this for like three weeks straight, <laughs> you know? Bunking up with a bunch of the boys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he realized that that wasn't my intention at all, that we had business to do here at Spiky Ball Studios. So Michael took him away, took the bullet, if you will, and this is on his birthday eve, just as the, the cock crowed to celebrate Michael's birthday, he did this. So as a result, I said, you know what we're going to do here live from the Dutch Hall this week? We're going to invite uh, a guest that my cousin Michael's going to like to celebrate his birthday. And you know what Michael likes? Michael likes sports. He likes when people like uh, sweat yep. and try to accomplish something physical and uh, that there's a, a winner and a loser and there's a lot of trash talking to that uh, can involve the that the winner can show their dominance over the loser, right? Sure, yeah, all of the above. Right, that's how sports works. So I said, <laughs> let's invite a sports celebrity onto nope. our show. To, and why not, if I'm going to think of all the sports celebrities I know, why don't I invite one that's in my family, <laughs> right? So we got a great friend of the show. He hasn't been on the program since we've moved to Spiky Ball Studios. We're very happy to have him on the new program. Ryan Vandenbush is back on the Bush show. Bush yeah. Thank you, Peter. And as a special treat, we're gonna um, we're gonna expose the bureaucracy of our government by making my brother Paul write the uh, smart serve test, <laughs> which he has been doing for hours before this show even began, and he's gonna continue to do throughout the program. So, Paul, uh, good luck to you. We'll be checking in to you at various times during the show. But there's only one way to get this show started, people. That and that's, I gotta introduce the greatest band in Canadian late night history, the Nocturnal Emissions, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I am disappointed. It's okay. Uh, wait, wait. We're okay over here, Pete. Here we go. <laughs> Count to four, Kevin. <laughs> this is dead air, people. <laughs> the greatest band in Canadian late night history. See, that's the cue. There it is. Then you go into that one. There we go. It's because we left charters in charge. <laughs> yeah, charters. 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 Way top for the, the greatest band in Canadian late night history. The Nocturnal Emissions comprised this week of our, on vocals, our band leader, Michael Ball, everyone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for the night. 
Now, once the applause dies down, and I like to think that there's people washing dishes, driving to work, doing all these things, and they're applauding, you know? They're driving with their knees, and they're applauding us right double, now. Double hit. That's what I believe, because there's no audience here tonight. There's just the crew and our guests, and that's it. But I believe the people watching at home, the people that are listening on, uh, to our program, are obviously applauding. But you know what they're also doing? They're saying, who the fuck is the bartender in this program, <laughs> right? I listened to the whole introduction of the uh, greatest uh, late night talk show in Canadian history. Yep. No fucking word of a bartender anywhere in it. How can you have a successful late night program without a bartender, right? Well, you know what I like to do? I like the music to die down. <laughs> I like to wait till it's nice and quiet. I like to give the guy the respect he deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, our bartender, Paul Van Dyke. Hey! And you know what? He's going to be in the shots tonight. He might even have a little bit to say. That man right there is a good friend of our program. You can see in the periphery right beside him. That's our good friend, Derek the Beaver Van Hooten. Everyone, let's hear it for him. Yeah. So if you hear their voices, that's because that's who they are. And you know what? We're not introducing you to music, people. We're introducing you to stone-cold silence and no jokes. It's golden. Yeah. It's respect, motherfucker. I fucking like it. You like it, right, Paul? I do. Now, Paul's writing a test today because he's the bartender of our program, which you do not need SmartServe to be my bartender. You just have to be able to pour a stiff drink. Right? Just one. Right there, all the rules. All the rules right there. <laughs> Pour a stiff drink, check the fucking box, you're my bartender, right? That is the qualifications to be Pete Van Dyke's bartender. But according to the laws of this country, if you want to invite people into our establishment and serve them alcohol, you got to take what's called smart serve, right, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, and so I said to Paul, you're my bartender for the show, and we have a live show like we're doing with... Uh, uh, tomorrow night on Friday, April the 20, what? Six. Six? Tomorrow already? God damn. It's happening. Tomorrow, April 26, we will have a Spiky Ball's second uh, stand-up comedy series. We have Tyler Morrison and uh, with a special guest, uh, Dave Burke and Tommy O'Donnell is going to be hosting. We can't, uh, we can't wait. It's going to be a great show, and tickets are selling really fast. We have a few left. But literally, we're down to a couple hands and feet of tickets left, and then we're out. So if you need to, go to uh, spikyballstudios at gmail.com, or you know what, even if you get me alive from the Dutch Hall's shit, we'll make sure we reserve a ticket for you at the door, but make sure you tell us you want to come so, we have it, so you don't have to be turned away, because we might fill up. And, anyways, well, I was into... Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I was into that. What? what? No, you were talking about your bartenders. How awesome! Oh yeah, bartender, right? So Paul, if he wants to serve, he's my my show bartender. I want to put a show on at Spikeball Studios. It makes sense. The people that listen to our program, they're going to come to our entertainment we're putting on. Are going to want the famous bartender Paul Van Dyke <laughs> to serve them drinks, but oh, yeah. he can't. The guy doesn't have any training by our government of Canada. So he has to go online and do this. He's doing it right now. He's going to learn he learn about our country and how they're making him better and protecting our general public. Right, Paul? Pretty much telling you not to serve. Just yeah, basically don't give anyone a drink. As a server, don't serve 
booze. <laughs> How many drinks can I have in an hour? None. <laughs> Zero. I think if you do that, you'll pass the test. If you keep that attitude up, you'll yeah. pass the test. I accept. Charters, this is your world, man. He is, this is a construction worker. He frames houses. You live in the world of corporate bureaucracy and bullshit that he's just delving into for the first time. Look at his innocent eyes. Can't believe our country's so shit, you know? This guy just builds houses, hammers nails, you know? He doesn't fucking have to worry about if Helen gets to keep her job because we have to fill out form FB or whatever the fuck bullshit. You know who designed the website there, Paul? Who designed the website? Probably Visa. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that went real quick. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to get, we need to get your payment. The site works perfectly. Yeah, the site works hey, we perfect. Hey, we want to uh, now get you to do our program and uh, not waste your time. Oh, it fucking doesn't work at all. No, the next button, you can push it. And no. It doesn't Does always it just mean You next. put your mouse over it and it jumps somewhere else on the page? Every yeah, my wife, got, my wife got her smart serve because she's a responsible adult. And she went in and tried to do it, and twice they made her do this, or she had to do the same thing like three times. Three times. Yeah, three times. Three times. And because they wouldn't believe her. And you know what they do to my brother Paul? They ask him a bunch of questions they know damn well he doesn't fucking know the answers to. <laughs> Keeps, right? He keeps asking B for help over there. <laughs> yeah, they ask him these questions, and Paul's like telling what he thinks. Like, if someone's in my house, I'll serve them until they uh, puke on the ground, and then I give them a little place to sleep on the ground until they're sober enough to go home. Put a nice blanket on them. Yeah, that's a good kind of, that's a, that seems right to me. So Paul gets angry because the, the government doesn't share his beliefs on the world. And then, uh, 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 sorry, he gets all these questions wrong. And he looks like an idiot. He gets more frustrated. He gets more angry. It's really funny to watch. I'm hoping he does it during the show. And then, uh, uh, then uh, it turns out, after they make him do everything wrong, they then tell him all the right answers. So if they would have done that off the hop, he wouldn't have had to be frustrated and look like an idiot, you know? <laughs> they, if they just would have told you off the hop, these are the fucking rules, and then they ask you the questions, you get them all right. But no, they say, hey, dude, do you know the rules? No, that's why I'm taking the fucking course, dude. And then they go, here, uh, answer these questions. Well, they're all wrong. Yeah, I told you I didn't know the fucking course. Right? Am I right on this? Yeah, exactly. And then I... you're like, well, how much time did you waste of mine? Oh, four hours of my fucking suck my balls, Trudeau. Trudeau. Is this Trudeau? Who's, who I have to blame for this? Ford, Trudeau? Who can I take down? Elizabeth May? What? Yeah, true to that fucker. Pretty bitch. So is it not something that you're supposed to like, like read up on first, like do some studying first and then write the test? No, they make you take well, they, all these modules. They give you a but quiz. But first they set it up to say like, hey, you don't know shit. <laughs> I guess that you don't know shit. Let me just expose how much you don't know. <laughs> so then they point it out for hours. They break you down. And they make you know you don't fucking know what you're doing. And then they're like, if you keep this up, you're not going to pass this fucking test, dummy. And then they tell you the answers, and they're like, do this. And then no one will die or whatever. But yeah, the party would suck. Is Paul still serving drinks while he's doing this? Because I need a beer. Yeah. Get it, get it yourself. A beaver, that's why Beaver's here. Beaver's Assistant. A support hey, staff. Around for the boys. Yeah, boy. Leave it support staff. I'm fucking learning. You know who would enjoy this conversation? <laughs> 
our guest tonight. I want to bring him up even before we do a segment we call Feedback, We Got Feedback. Because he's such a good friend of the show, I think you would enjoy talking with us, just like everyone. He's standing right there, I can see him. Ryan Vandenbush, hey. everyone. Hey! You may know Ryan. Hey. Hey, Ryan, if you want, take it right out of the thing. Sometimes it's easier. Get comfortable. There we go. Yeah, get rid of this fucking thing. Beautiful. I wish I could throw it, but I'm going to be gentle. Now we got it. Look at that. No damage. I didn't do anything rough. Looks more comfortable, too. Right. Yeah. Doesn't this look good? That's natural. How do you like the new digs, Ryan? You've seen so many incarnations of the Dutch Hall over the years because you were in like the third third show, right? Right. And then uh, you were with the lawnmower. <laughs> the lawnmower. Yeah, it was the that third show was me, you, and the lawnmower. <laughs> the picture the at the end of the show was me, you, and a lawn and a lawnmower. You know, but now there's uh, this is a far cry from the humble beginnings of this program. Absolutely, it looks it looks dark down here. Yeah, and these, and uh, and the band, the Nocturnal Emissions. Remember when I said I feel a band in my loins that I'm willing to? I'm thinking that I'm gonna expunge from my loins. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I said I that do. on the third show to you. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Turned out to be still. Yeah, well, it's them. Oh, that's nice. I expunge them from that's my us. loins. <laughs> Anyways, guys, if you don't know who our guest is tonight, our guest is uh, not only my brother-in-law. And I've forgiven him for all the things he did to my sister uh, sexually. <laughs> I gotta tell you that. Because you've been a Thanks. good husband over the years. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he is also a well known athlete that's played for the New York Rangers, most notably the Chicago Blackhawks, and at the end of your career, the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Where you taught Sidney Crosby how to play hockey. Yes, I did. He was like a struggling uh, guy that was trying to pick up. He couldn't raise the puck. Well, he was only 18 right. years old, right? So yeah, he, he didn't know he, shit. He had to learn a lot. Smelled like piss, you said. <laughs> and I don't uh, remember saying that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I might be putting words in his mouth. Let's let me just continue with my introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a former uh, NHL uh, left winger, right winger, right, right winger, winger, right winger, Ryan Vandenbush, everyone. Woo. Would you prefer to be called a, 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 a right winger? Forward is good. Forward? Yeah. yeah. What about uh, uh, like enforcer? Would you rather forward or enforcer? Call me anything you want. How about a spark plug? Spark plug is good. I like that. You got to rank them, yeah. Spark plug, I think, was a good best one for you. That's what, uh, if I had a good game, my wife would say, yeah, uh, you had uh, fireball status. Fireball? Fireball status. Mm. I liked when Ryan would hit the ice because you had to make it count, right? Like you were like one of those, like, I, I, I see a lot of parallels. Anytime you're doing something that's like uh, not a traditional job, where you're trying to like uh, get, like do something that's not common for people to do, you know? like sports, to make a living out of playing a kid's game is kind of a ridiculous concept, really, right? It absolutely is. The odds are astronomical. Like, for your... Every kid plays sports, and some... How many kids make a living out of doing it? You know, it's very few. So it's like... Same with uh, telling jokes. You know, how many people tell jokes to make their friends laugh? <laughs> Everybody, right? But how many people make a living telling jokes, making their friends laugh? It's stupid to suggest someone could do such a thing, right? But people do it, right? So that, it's the same. I can see a lot of par parallels between comedy and sports because it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing that you have to keep pursuing and keep being dedicated to the 
possibility that you can achieve this like um, kind of like a, a, like a lofty goal that would be out of reach otherwise, right? You got to think it all the time. Like, so your show today, yeah. I'm sure you had a, a pregame ritual that you, you do, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, what is it? Well, it's not it, like a pregame ritual for a program. Yeah, from like, the Dutch like tonight, home. you, you got to have some sort of uh, yeah. structure before this. How do you prepare for it? Well, this is how I do it, Ryan. I on a Thursday, I make uh, I make uh, the whole day Dutch holiday. So my brain's in Dutch hall mode. Like I'm, even though I have all my other shit to do, you know. But I, I, I still think Dutch Hall the whole day. And I, usually I try to pick myself a job that day to do something that's like fucking horrible, like a, a, a monotonous task, you know? So that I can just uh, concentrate on thinking about the show. Because I'm just crunching it in my old brain, my old noggin, right? And then as we get closer to the show, I get like real fidgety. I can't, uh, I can't uh, uh, sit still, you know? Yeah. Even more than normal. And then uh, eventually you just kind of got to get I, get, I get like little spots where I like hide for a bit to just calm down and like uh, uh, focus on what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I know it's showtime and I go and do it. And some people watch me, watch me do it. I don't do it on purpose or nothing. I'm not like saying I have to do this, I have to do that. But like uh, you just do it. You just find mm -hmm. yourself doing the same thing mm -hmm. over and over again. And also I have made certain crutches in my life, part of that sometimes. Like uh, smoking, that's why smoking's so hard to quit for me, because I can't fucking, uh, sorry, I don't know why I swore, but I, I can't stop, uh, uh, um, like nicotine really helps me s slow down enough to plan the show, to like actually figure out, I gotta accomplish this, I gotta thank our cookie sponsor, I gotta thank our beef sponsor, I gotta thank our cheese sponsor, you know, I like, I like beef, cheese, and cookies. <laughs> No big deal. I gotta thank them all. Who do you have? Who did you spot? Did you get sponsorship money when you were in the NHL? Uh, they wanted me to wear a breathe right when I was in New York. One and of those strips on your nose. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> this doesn't seem right because I only play about two minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting and, on and a bench the whole time. You get knocked off. Too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually turned it down. <laughs> I don't want it. Have to make you a custom fit one. That's like asking a guy He's with two like stumps to it. to model gloves for you. He's got no arms, but like, can you model gloves for me? Just stick them on your stubs. Uh, that nose, you can put a fucking million breathe rights on it. It ain't going to breathe. Oh, it's good it's now. It's good. Times. No, it's been only been broken three times, and I had surgery on it twice. What? Three times? That's it. Yeah. You've only had your nose broken three times? That is it. Okay, then I have, a, I, have a, I have a memory of you that's probably wrong then. Oh, shit. Well, that's got a cap on it. Good, thank God. But anyways, I was in Chicago one time when you were playing in Chicago. I went, uh, and I remember I was asking you, uh, how many times have you broke your nose? And you're, you said to me, this year? <laughs> is probably, what you, probably fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I only uh, broke it three times. The, for, but, but you were probably fucking with me, that, but that stuck with me forever, because I've been retelling that story like an idiot. Well, you got to verify that kind of shit. <laughs> you speak. <laughs> you be that shit, Pete. <laughs> Fuck. Who can you remember the three times then? Yeah, I bet totally. I would know him. I bet I know him from watching. Getting, can I guess? Let's hear it. Does anyone else want to guess? Oh. I would guess that uh, uh, Wade Belak broke your nose once. Yep. I would guess that uh, George the Rock. Yep. Broke your nose once, and the third one. 
Bonvi? Nope. No. Oh. Did you knock the third one's teeth out? The Grim. The yeah, Grim Reaper. Oh, Stu Grimson. Oh, man. Legendaries. Yeah. All, all legendary Did fighters. Did you knock his teeth out? Stu Grimson? Uh, no. No, no. no. He knocked that big eight. bastard from Tampa Bay out, uh, teeth out, who was like 6'8". Kyle Frederick. He had to jump oh, yeah. up to like punch his teeth out. <laughs> like Tyson's punch out. Yeah, like holy mackerel. He had to do like the double B and the A, and he had to flip the fucking... That fight was my first shift of the game. I played eight seconds, and I got a second star. <laughs> Are you serious? I kid you not. Oh, that's it's awesome. Story <laughs> that is the best story. It's awesome. It played eight <laughs> seconds. Even the commentators, first star. <laughs> ah, second star. This you get to skate out on the ice? Yeah, like they played. called your name second star and you came out for a skate and then went back in? No, I was already done. I was at the hospital. Oh, yeah. They were <laughs> messed up. Hey, Ryan, what's, uh, what's recovery like in the NHL? <laughs> recovery. Yeah, like you're always playing at a high, like the elite level, and you're expected to like play every game. So, like, are you playing hurt lots or you? you really yeah, play? like you know, you, it's an 82 game schedule. You got 10 exhibition games, and you got playoffs. If you make playoffs, we were fortunate enough not to make playoffs when I was in Chicago, so I got to go home <laughs> early. And um, so, uh, during a season, like for injuries, if I got. If I had a nagging shoulder, sometimes you just get a shot of cortisone to get you through the rest of the season. And okay, then yeah. you, if you had to get surgery at the end of the year, then you would. Or maybe you'd just be lucky just getting away with the rehab. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it's, it's Percocets, Vicodins, it's the opiates that were, were handed out to help deal with the pain. And then, um, so that, that was definitely a, one of the things that we had to deal with and and it still is an issue in the league as far as i'm concerned and then um over over prescribed opiates yeah, yeah yeah so that that you know we thought that was helping in our a2 recovery as but it was just masking the pain right, right. so okay. yeah. uh so that's that's you know things are, are coming out science is coming out now there's better alternatives so um, but that's pretty much the main thing. It's just, you know, is this getting rest? It's, it's tough because it's a long schedule. And, and, and Do you ever I'm, feel like you're getting rest or is it just go, go, go the whole it, season? It's go, go, go. And, and I was fortunate because I didn't play every game. And when I did play, I didn't play very much. So I, it, it, last, it kept it extended my career, right? And, uh, I, you know, these guys that are playing 27 minutes a game, you know, like Sidney Crosby, like, they might not be fighting, but I'm telling you, they're in the corners and they're taking some serious abuse. So their body, they can't even imagine how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, but no, it's, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I just uh, take care of my body. I mean, a lot of it's up to you, too. You know, you, you, okay. you, know, you, you get the, uh, these painkillers and you go out and you should be eating a good meal instead of having a beer with it. Right. right. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't you think it's like now that we've lived as many years as we lived, Ryan? Like uh, we're the same age, so like, like, don't you think like now that we lived this many years that uh, you kind of look back at things because you've seen so much that you're like, uh, holy crap! How many? They, they were so wrong. Like we were like, uh, there's so many things that we did when we were young that were just like we didn't know any better. We just did them that we didn't know. Like now it's they fixed it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's learning, right? We can't yeah, stop yeah. learning. No, that's a good thing in, in general, but I didn't think uh, it would... Like, when we were doing it, we didn't think we were that stupid. No. <laughs> you know, we thought we were pretty smart back then. Don't but know. We, now we've lived enough years to realize how stupid we are. Mm -hmm. So that means if we live even this many years forward, we're going to realize we're dumber even now. Don't know what you don't know. Right. Michael might be a, might be a part retarded right now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know. 
Hopefully right? not. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell, Michael. Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes I feel like I played a 82-game schedule, but it didn't. <laughs> Uh, do you mind if I ask Bushy a question? Beaver just No, it's your birthday wines. party. Yeah, thank you. Hey, yeah, so, Bozy, when was your birthday? <laughs> yeah, my birthday last was last week. week, by the way. I was yeah. confused. Happy belated. No, yeah. it's his birthday present that you get, Ryan, because you were so nice on your birthday thank you, to take away Murph from me. Yeah, I That's appreciate it. Yeah. I would do it for anybody, but of course I did it for you, my cousin, my friend. Uh, I wouldn't put you through that. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I love that guy to death. No, he's I one of my too. best friends. If I, uh, I always say, if I went to war, he'd be my number one draft pick for me. Seriously, <laughs> that guy would do anything for me. So he's crazy, but I love him to death. No, I, everyone says that. Yeah, we all got that guy. They me were, and Bush they, were talking about it uh, before the show, and he, that's my guy. He's yeah, my, he's my guy. Like if I went to war with Murr, Pete, you're my guy. <laughs> if I if I went to war, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. If I went to war with Murr. I would uh, know that he'll do anything for me, but I'd also know that there's an outside chance I might murder him. <laughs> you know? That's high. That is, uh, that is the only th catch. He would give up his life for me, and I appreciate that, and I love him for it. But you might take But I life. may take his own life. Yeah. I may take his life. He does, that's he, he, that's he, what he does to you, eh? It's, um, it's, he's, he's got that both sides of it, eh? And he grinds his teeth when he sleeps, and it's the worst sound I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so painful. Toilet yeah. paper in the ears doesn't cut it. No. You need, you need just be in another room, earplugs, everything. Oh, he's, he's a beauty. You know what's nice about him, though? When he goes on vacation with you, he has another schedule, <laughs> so his sleep doesn't involve when you're no, sleeping. No, it's opposite. It's bizarro schedule. It's when you're trying to sleep that he will... Uh, pull the pillow away. away from your face and sp and uh, yell at you for three hours, you know, <laughs> until you uh, drink with him. Yeah. There's ups and downs. Yeah, Throw there's a ups and downs. Your balls. Yeah, it, it's a life. Hey, uh, <laughs> Michael has a question. Yeah, I was just gonna ask yeah. Bushy just because it's NHL playoffs now, and Derek made me think of it that is. When he asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you did you make it to the playoffs in your career? One year. One year. One year. So, well, in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I was in Chicago. So, and then when I was with New York, we made it to the Final Four. I was, a right. fifth, I was in a fifth line then. Right. But. So what I, I guess what I want to ask you, because you always hear the, the announcers, and I mean, I know playing you know, a little bit of hockey myself, just the level that they say, you know, playoffs are the next level. So you oh, go 82 yeah. games, what a grind, and then you go to this next level. Like yeah. how different is it? Yeah, well, to be playoffs. honest with you, Bozy, I only played one game in playoffs. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. Okay. How was that game? And, and it, it was intense. I like, mean, it's it? just the, the, the energy is just insane. It's just a whole other level. Was it a whole game? game I can't even imagine going, playing an 82 game that's schedule I mean. and then going to the finals yeah. and losing. <laughs> it just it, God, it that killed really you. Sting. Oh, yeah. You're killing yourself. Really sting. To get, yeah. <laughs> but that, that level of energy, like those buildings yeah. are shaking and. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it was and to insane. do it a year, like t two years That's, in a I row just, or like yeah. three, years, yeah. three out of five years or something like that to take a long run. I can't imagine. These, these guys need to recover. Right. And, and, and yeah, man. And, <laughs> oh, Paul, hey. you're learning. Hey. Paul's oh. learning over there. We will hear it from time to time during the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, one, right. I just wondered. That, that made me think of the, the recovery. Because you hear how many guys play hurt and play with you know with injury and they're going through they don't care yeah. they want to play oh, yeah. and i get that but i just wonder what how much of a different level it is you know you're in the best league in the world and the best in my opinion the best sport in the world mm. and 
now you're at the highest level of that sport. Like, right. unbelievable. Yeah, it's good I, hockey to watch. Eh? It's oh, so it's I caught a few minutes the other day. I'm like, God else. damn. I got to tell you, even back when you were playing Ryan, I would co I would go visit Ryan when uh, for holidays and stuff, and like when he was during the during the season, and he would be like throwing some magic wand over his like shoulder or his elbow or wrist or something like that, like some light that was he's like you're putting over yourself yeah some sort of like magic science from the future for me at the time you know i don't know what this is it's like but he's always rehabbing like he was always working on like getting like little parts of him that, that didn't feel as good as they could be and he's going to try and make them better so he could perform better yeah, like sure. he was always working on that stuff from the beginning you know like in the minutia of it too you know like the the dedication it takes uh, to like really, really focus on that thing, you know, like uh, it, it, it's a. Uh, I, I saw it with Ryan when when uh, through that period of time, and it's it's unbelievable to see that to perform at the highest level of anything of any discipline, uh, you have to give full credit to the person that does it because right. it takes Not, like an incredible amount of discipline. There, there's nothing worse than being in the lineup when you're injured, and especially a guy like me, because I don't want them to give me any excuse i don't want to give them any excuse why i shouldn't be in a lineup and i don't want to say that i'm injured even if i am and that happened many times so right. you go in the lineup and so you know what you do off the ice is so key to how you're going to perform on the ice so if you are injured and you know you kept it quiet which, which i did my, my right shoulder used to pop out all the time uh when uh, 98 99 99 2000 before we got to chicago and i just kept it to myself and i just did rehab and i got through the end of the season until the last game that I played with Chicago was when I just got traded there. I fought a guy by the name of Dan Cordick right in front of their bench. And I knew my shoulder was fucked from that whole year earlier. I'm like, I'm going to just give it all. My shoulder popped out, and I just kept on fighting, and it was done. I just couldn't do anything after that, and I had surgery. But my other shoulder was the same way. It was popping out, too. So when I, I didn't tell Chicago that. So I, when I got the surgery done on my right shoulder, I did the same rehab on my left shoulder, and and I and I kept it intact and it, and it repaired itself without even really? getting surgery. Wow! So you, you do a lot of things like that, working with the elastic bands, working yeah. your joints, and um, keeping them tight. And actually, that sort of like, because uh, that sort of uh, rehab and stuff is actually a kind of like uh, ahead of its time as far as modern medicine goes, right? Because like when back in those same days, like in the '90s or whatever. They'd be quick to prescribe a drug for you if you had a problem, but they wouldn't be less. Even now, they don't really prescribe. Their job's not to prescribe, like like rehab. You know, you have to go to a physiotherapist for that or whatever. You know, there's no one telling yeah. you all the things to do. But you guys in the in sports, you were always had to be like on the cutting edge of what yeah. was, what was going to help you stay fit. But now a lot of that stuff that you were doing that was cutting edge is like mainstream for the rest of us now. Well, don't forget, these owners are billionaires, right? And, and they spend billions of dollars on players or millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars on players. And they need them to perform at their best. So they're going to do whatever they can do to get those players back on the ice. Right, right. At least for the regular season. If there's surgery that needs to be done, hopefully you can wait till the end of the season and get it done. Right. Then you got all summer to recover. You're, you're their building blocks so that they can get to the rounds of playoffs so they can get the revenue. And Absolutely. Right. It's a business. We're not in yeah, it to lose money. Yep. So you, you got to be out there. So I understand where they're coming from. And then we're in the entertainment business. You guys are in the entertainment business. You might not be feeling good tonight, but you're going to come here and do your best and yeah. turn up another gear and finish it and get it on. Game time. Yeah. I, I liked yeah. where you went with the pregame thing, Bush. Like, 
I, I totally get that. I mean, I guess I was in sports too, but even with, with music and playing too, there's always a little something you do before. Yeah. yeah it makes it easier. He always does the whiskey, whiskey shot. Whiskey shot, yeah. We just started that a while ago, and I like to do it before I sing. I just, I don't know. That's our thing, and I think everybody's got their own so, little thing before they do whatever, whatever they, you know, makes them a little nerve, make you feel the butterflies, but that's, that's what makes you, that's what you love to do is feel yeah. that little yeah. nervous yeah. and it pushes you, right? Nervous excitement, right? Yeah. Turn that nervousness yeah, yeah. into excitement. It's adrenaline or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. So it's, I think it's cool. It doesn't matter. That was, it was a really neat point that you made. Everybody's got their, their own little thing. It could be really subtle, but some guys are really meticulous about it. Uh, in sports, they show guys taping their sticks going two hours before. I was always a guy that liked to sit around and talk to everybody, too. I like just get into that mindset, right? But I like getting there earlier and fucking with guys. Me, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking with guys? And nobody would know. I used to fuck with guys all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's your... The thing is to wait wait for their routine and fuck with their routine? No, no. Like, I would just pull little pranks. So, for example, when let's I was... Hear, in, yeah, let's, let's when I was in I New York... This. When I was in New York, nobody... Uh, uh, you know, I I wouldn't even tell nobody on my team this, but I would come in there early, and there's we got our Gatorade sitting in the middle of the room, and we got all these Gatorade little plastic cups or uh, paper cups, and I would go grab a handful of each pile, like top five on each pile, and I would take an X-Acto knife and I'd make a little slitch where you where you drink it. Well, I used to do the bottom, so when they filled it up, it was dripping too fast, and I'm like, oh, that's too quick. I want them to I want them to just think about it a little bit. So then I just moved the the little slit. You know, quarter on each side of the cup on the top. So as soon as I drank it, it came out a little bit and it dropped on her shirt. So I'll never forget the one time I was sitting there and Gretzky went up there and grabbed a, a paper cup and he filled it up and he was sitting in the stall. I was just watching. <laughs> but a little bit. My eyes, my eyes were this way, but my head was this way, right? And uh, sure enough, it was dripping on his shirt. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he just lost it. Yeah. There's little things like that. Oh, it's made, I know your son's got some of that stuff in him too because I was really proud at Easter this year. Oh. Uh, your son, Cy, my nephew, uh, he continued a, a Van Dyke tradition that ha we've had well before he was ever born. And he was never told about the, tr the tradition. He just did it innately. It's in his blood that he knew what to do on Good Friday if he's part of our family. What did he, he do? He did this. We decorate Easter eggs on Good Friday yeah. in our family. And what Cy did was he decorated an Easter egg, and what he drew on it didn't turn out like he planned. It turned out to look more like a dick, like, <laughs> like, a, like a, a, a man's genitals. It wasn't like he planned, and he could tell he was disappointed, but he looked at it for a bit, and he says, this one's for Uncle Paul. <laughs> and uh, he says, this is Uncle Paul, because he's a dickhead. And then, uh, and, and uh, I used to do that when I was a kid all the time. I put one egg to fuck with Paul, and this year I was like, I don't need to do it. Side so did it. Okay. Who, who got the raw egg? Huh? Yeah, who got Brian. the raw egg? Logan did, and he was on to it early. Uh, we, you, you weren't there for the egg fight. We have an egg fight every year, which is not throwing eggs. You just like tap the one end of the egg, and one of them breaks, one of them doesn't. Anyways, he puts in the old raw egg that he decorates. Anyways. Snuck it in there. No one knew about it. <laughs> and then uh, Logan sitting there like, sh uh, but my other nephew sitting there shaking it. He can hear the yolk in it, right? Uh, and he's like, something's in this, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a rigged egg, you know. But the thing about a, a, a raw egg is it's supposed to win, right? It's supposed <laughs> right. to win. It's not supposed to. And then you fry it up. This thing fucking lost to <laughs> a boiled egg. Oh no. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. My other nephew smashed the boiled egg so hard in the rye, he blew up the uh, yolk, and it was all over the ground. <laughs> so there was no pleasure of smashing <laughs> on a guy's head. Uh, Anyways, Anyways, it was still a great trick. We hadn't done it in a number of years, so it was a nice flat. It was a nice. Uh, it was good timing. That was my egg. Yeah, that was a your egg. happy face. Nobody knew that. Not even Sai. But it didn't win. It didn't win. No, there was, was a. Bad. There was a doubt. Your green egg, Bushy. It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was green. A little happy face on it. I tell you, Logan got it, and he was uh, he was onto it early. That there's some. And Logan was there. the one that was there watching me do it. And he, but he saw me grab the egg from the fridge, I think. So I think that's why I, mean, I didn't think he saw me, but that makes sense now. But he grabbed it and he was like, there's something different Shaking about this it, egg. Yeah. You know, he was trying to figure uh, out what was different about it. So he must have had his eye on you yeah. because uh, you're up to no good. And he knows your reputation. Mm -hmm. You know what my favorite story is that you've told, and I know you've told it on the show, but I love it so much, is the one where, uh, was it Sutter, you were your coach? Uh, and you taped the bottom. <laughs> oh. When you were... Yeah, clear tape on his blades. Oh, yeah. I hate that yeah. gag. Somebody got me with that once. <laughs> when you're just, coaching? Just one, just one skate, though. No, when eh? I was coaching. No, no, when I was playing. When you were playing. <laughs> That's the worst. Did, did he go down? No, no, he was oh. slipping a little, though. He was almost pulled a groin. <laughs> That's balls, man. That's awesome. That is so yeah. balls. Well, I already signed out 23 coach. games in a row, so fuck, what are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send me to the minors, and I did go. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking to go to the minors. You're like, how do I ask to go to the minors? Oh, why don't I make this guy fall on his ass? <laughs> Cock. <laughs> no, I, I get it now. Do you have any freedom from the old? Because, like, like at the time, you could, you had to still politic. You wanted to get a job. Now you don't need to get a job anymore. No. So you have nothing to hold back. You have no reason to like say anything you don't want to. Uh, I say. got nothing to hide. Hey, did, did, you, did you play with uh, Sean Avery? No, I did not. No, he's got a book out now. He just, do you think he was uh, interested in his hockey career or just like making a persona to sell? Oh, yeah, he knew what he was doing afterwards. He loved the limelight and he's probably just, you know, yeah. creating a, another opportunity for him when he left the game. And yeah. he's good at, uh, you know, self promoting, I guess, or branding himself or whatever. But hey, good for him. As long as he's happy, that's all yeah, that matters. And you, and you see more and more of it in the game now. Guys like PK, you know, they're well, you're not gonna, promoting like it's yeah. it's a thing where they're but looking, there's always been they're looking for after hockey more right right mid career. I think Avery was an early adapter to that, and people hated him for it. But he says clearly in the book that's I mean he that's what he was doing. He met through Chelios. Yeah, a bunch of he probably guys. doesn't even watch any. Well, I would imagine. Yeah, but you know, back now, like, like I really haven't watched hockey since I was of age to play hockey right. because I don't see the point in watching children play a game. Yeah. But uh, that's just my opinion. But they, 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 but they, but when I was young and watching hockey, the people that were playing, there were still those people: Jeremy Roenick, yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, Matthew Barnaby, uh, like uh, who else was there? Like uh, Barnaby's big podcaster now. Is he? I've been listening to him. Yeah, in the tractor. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're a big podcast fan. Yeah. Do you ever listen yeah. to fight stories with Tyler Morrison? I haven't listened to Tyler. No, but uh, I have listened to a few. Wes, you the, do though. The hockey guys. Good yeah. show, right? Yeah. Chris Pick was on there. Yeah, I know. If, uh, uh, he's he's trying to steal more guests from live from the Dutch Holland fight stories. Yeah. I know you can get big big wigs like Artie Lang and all those guys, uh. but now you want to get some Dutch Hall guests like Chris Pick. Yeah, oh, yeah maybe you should come through me. One of my favorite ones, actually. Really? Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, a bunch of crazy military stories. Yeah, he's full stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. He's Off a great topic, guest. I yeah. swear I saw him in Brantford the other day driving a white uh, panel van. Chris Pick. Right by the hospital. You swear? Yeah, that's his van. I swear it was Chris Pick. That's his van. He's got a... Are you saying like it looked like a kind of like what a kind of van if it pulled up in front of your house and stayed there for too long, you start yeah. to get nervous? I dial nine one and just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him. That's Chris. And uh, yeah, good guy. Good yeah. guy. Yeah. Great stories. Great storyteller. So <laughs> uh, we uh, should get to a little segment, Ryan. I hope you don't mind, but we do this thing on our show. We call it feedback. We got feedback. Let's do it. We got feedback. It's feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. Motherfucking feedback, people. Welcome to feedback. We got feedback. This week's segment is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to our Amazon banner and click on, uh, or go to our website, sorry, and click on the Amazon banner. If you don't see it, it's because you got ad blockers on. Just give us an exception. Just live from the Dutch Hall. That's all we're asking. And then so when you can see off. those things and you do your shopping, we get money. We've gotten a record two checks from those two motherfuckers checks. this year, and that's pretty good because we don't really like Amazon, and we don't have to. We just have to take their money, yeah. right? <laughs> we so, love their money. If you're going to use it, and you, can just, and you don't want to use it, but you're like, hey, you know, I still want to use it because it's cheap or whatever, and they got everything I want. It's easy, and it comes to my door, and I got Prime already. And then if you don't have Prime, get it, and then do it through our website. Then we get money for that, too. That's what I mean. That ball guy's rich as heck, man. Just give it to us, right? At Live from the Dutch Hall, we'll do stuff like buy sweet curtains like this. He's less rich now that his wife left him. Oh, really? Why'd she leave him? Because of his dick pic? Uh, I think she just wanted one-third of all his money. No. One-third? Is that old chestnut? I don't know. She got a lot of it. Why not one third though? I don't she know. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, oh, it you pulled that, that number point. out of your ass, Charters. Yeah. You Any know fraction of it is a lot. I know, but you shouldn't just pull numbers and try to make it look like you're fucking like the expert on Bazo. <laughs> right? You've overstepped, Charters, with your information. Get your facts straight. This is live from the Dutch Hall. We don't just shout out things we don't know about. That's a Dutch Hall fact. What, are you trying for my job here? You want to be the host of the show? <laughs> Definitely not. No, you don't. Hey, Pete, we uh, ate all the cookies. What? Whoa. Come on. Jesus Christ, that was the second sponsor I was supposed to mention. Oh, was, was our new cookie sponsor, official cookie sponsor, who's demanded a jingle in reggae fashion. Reggae? Oh, Steven's on it. They better not be gone, you motherfucker. Cookies, I love them. Boom, cut, rass, cut, pussy, cut, all the crap. Cookies, I love them. Boom, cut, rass, cut, pussy, cut, boom, cut. All the cookies, I love them. Thank you, Susie. Yeah, you, Susie. Yeah, we love the cookies and we thank you, Susie. We'll take another load of cookies next week. Oh, Susan B., thanks for the cookies. Hey. 
You know, if you're going to start your own podcast in, the, in your backyard pool shed, what you need to do is get yourself a good cookie sponsor. What are you doing? Get yourself a good cookie sponsor. What did you get? Oh, for your gum? What I got here. Veteran move. Like, I, oh, someone's eating the cookies. <laughs> yeah, Paul and Beaver. They ate them all. You ate these nice ones? Fucking prick jobs. Are there any of those left at all? What does it say on the top of those cookies, you motherfuckers? What does it say? What does it say? Pete's favorite cookies is what it says. Pete's favorite cookies. They were made for me for the show, you sons of bitches. You ate them all. But there's not one. Oh, my God. I don't eat any treats. I save the treats because of my, uh, my commitment to my health. And then... Uh, I get Susan B's peanut butter cookies that make the fork go this way and then this way. I love those cookies, you sons of bitches. They're so good. Try to eat just one. Give me that fucking bucket. Where's my wife? Jane, go get the bucket from them. Slide it. Brian, you take those cookies. At least have one so you can, you can experience what I've experienced. And you know what, Norpak? Norpak! The beef people. Look, with headphones on, he even got it right. The beef people. One more time, Paul. Norpak. All the beef people. That twice. That's all you get, Norpak, this week. Gave and Clean people. Flow. I'll tell you something about Clean Flow. You're jink. Oh, uh, you're playing Dave's song? You know what you should do is... He's distracted by cookies. Yeah, he's too into the cookies. You're going mercilessly at the bottom of those the cookie barrel. Yeah, me and Charter's got to split one. That's how much those prick oh, jobs ate over there. those prick jobs went right at them the whole time. I said, Beaver, make sure I got a whole segment about cookies. It smells so or good. Susan B. Mm. And now it's There's this. There's one left. It's ruined. Oh, you son of a bitch. Not even a bite. Did you take a whole fucking cookie, Steve? You son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. Fucking cocks. I got nothing. Oh, but you know what I did get? These sons, these things. Look at this one. Look at the beauty of this. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a work this of art. This is a work of art, and she calls this an experimental cookie. She sends it to us to try experimentally. Mm. And I'll tell you right now, look at that. Look, it's a beautiful work of art. There's a whole bunch of them. This is another one, different one. I'm going to eat this one right here. The Eye of Sauron. Oh, yum. Was that a butterfly? Oh, my goodness. It's good. It's like a shortbread, right? Mm. Susan B., you're hired. <laughs> We're keeping you on. I don't care. You know, I'm going to be nice to your son until... Um, the cookies stop coming, then I'm gonna be real tough, fucking tough on him. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, I'm no not cookies. gonna give that guy a break. Of the, you keep these cookies coming, Susan B. <laughs> They're delicious. Thank you so much. Do we have any other sponsors to mention? You know what? The only one I would like to mention is Spiky Ball Studios. We can help you with any of your uh, media needs. We're a full service media production house, and Clean Flow is the best. That's all. The worst jingle ever. You know, Cleanville might be coming to our show tomorrow night mm. at Spiky Ball Studios. See Tony Morrison and oh, really? uh, uh, yeah, Tom O'Donnell. Question your jingle. But uh, if he does come, we're going to have a real heart-to-heart -heart about that bullshit that you put out <laughs> for him. And I'm going to tell him, like, listen, I'm totally grinding my band and trying to make him be better, but this guy, he thinks that whatever you're doing... Look at Charter's... You spend way more fucking time on haircuts than you do on that jingle. And I'll tell you that right now. You, you know what you do? 
You don't even cut all your hair. You cut just parts of it, a lot. Other parts you don't cut barely ever. And uh, no time writing jingles. <laughs> I know who, that for a fact. Who did that to you, Charters? What's that? Who did that to you? Uh, <laughs> his bully. He goes to this place My in uh, Brantford that's really cool. Yeah, big shout out. You've been there. What's it called? Scumbags and Cavaliers. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know what we'll scumbag means? We'll it means a condom yeah. full of jizz. Yeah. And Dave likes to go there and like and get, and fill them up Great with, barbers. Those, with their Highly barber. Recommended. Michael, yeah. Yeah, his wedding. I there for my yeah. wedding. Actually, Tell us about it, Really nice. Yeah. Nice tight buzz. Yeah. I got not, not much to work with up top. Did they give you a shave? On your face? Yeah, uh, no, I did that myself. Did they rub your balls like they do Dave every time he goes there? <laughs> no, but they knew Dave. Yeah, they know him. Yeah. I know him. No, He's that creepy guy. Nice a bowling pew. Hey guys, you like Jack White? <laughs> huh? You like Jack White? You guys know anything about industry? I love industry. I'm really a big deal where I come from. Hey, you know how many people answer to me? How about church bands? Like church bands. <laughs> Yeah, you ever heard the church band in Burford? I play bass. I'm multi-talented. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, do it, man. It's so good, I can't stop eating it. I'm not supposed to eat cookies. But I'll tell you, if I was on a death row, and they said, Pete, we're going to put you in the electric chair, but you got one meal before you go... I'm like, fill me up a bucket of peanut butter cookies. I'm going to fucking eat the shit. Is that your choice for real? Oh, yeah. I love cookies, man. That's your last like, last meal? A bucket of Susan B's peanut butter cookies? Whole bucket of them? Yeah, That's man. unreal. What will you eat? I don't know. Either a really good steak or... Uh, steak and lobster for me. Yeah. Yeah, probably like steak and... I, I like oysters now. I'm a big oyster Oh, I fan. love oysters. Yeah. Oysters and ice cream and... Cookies. Can I just have everything I want? Pickles. I want some wings in there too. You know what? Give me a whole smorgasbord. Yeah. A buffet, if you will. Yeah. Buffet. Jimmy Buffett. I want a buffet. Yeah. I want to eat like stuff that doesn't make sense together, like Jello and uh, fucking clams. <laughs> right? <laughs> Put it on the same plate. Go back to your seat. Uh, it's all right. Fire. Five second roll. Mm. Oh, oh, she down. She down. <laughs> I got in just in the nick of time. Oh, it's a cookie just in the nick of time, Susan, all your work was not for nothing. It is in my belly. Thank you very much for feedback. If you'd like to give us more. Oh, we have two people to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> two people. <laughs> One. She's a cheese lady. Let's check on her. <laughs> Teresa, the second mouse in Delhi, she's a big listener of our show. She listens every week. Mm, that's nice. And you know what? 
She's been so good to our listeners. She says, if you go to the second most in Delhi and you go there for a cheese, but not just cheese, if you go for an RPAC beef, he did that while he had the headphones yeah, fucking on. Nailed it, This guy's a pro. But if you you go there for any reason, uh, and you say you're there because of the Dutch Hall, she'll give you a koozie, a free koozie. Keep the beer cold. Mm-hmm. Summer's coming. And she says, "Hey guys, thanks for the shout out last week. Woohoo! I had three of your fans in today. They asked when the Dutch Hall dating game was happening." And uh, as promised, beer koozies for all. Sure. LOL. Hmm. Awesome. What's, what's the Dutch Hall dating game? Oh, well, that will be next week. She says they asked for ground cheese, and I started laughing. I knew exactly what they were talking about. They, want, they came in there looking for the ground cheese. <laughs> and uh, that's what our fans do. They, they got wise to the ground cheese. Yeah, Teresa, eat. you know goddamn well you drop cheese once in a while. <laughs> What you doing with the girl? <laughs> get a broom and a bletzka. My pants want, yeah, broom and a bletzka. Get a broom and a bletzka, serve it to the Dutch Hall. Just wipe it with the strickle. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing ever. Anyways, uh, uh, sorry, what were you saying on the dating game? Yeah, well, Teresa, she's a bachelorette. I don't know if you know that about Teresa, the cheese lady. She has uh, no, no uh, bow that I, can, that I know of, at least. But even if she does, she doesn't care enough about him not to date other guys. So she's asked us to set her up on a date. And so I said, you know what? We got a lot of people listening to this show, Teresa. And you're fantastic. So we'll be easy. We'll find you the best people we can find you. And next week, for next week's program, we have three bachelors coming in. We're going to do old-style dating game. We're going to separate them so she cannot see them. And we're going to ask them a series of questions, and Teresa will choose which one of the three bachelors, uh, which will be uh, her date on the Dutch Hall dating game. And then we will hopefully find a sponsor. If not, if we have to give her the most romantic Spiky Ball Studios date that's ever been done <laughs> with the winner of this thing, we'll do it. Because that's my commitment to this program. I will do it. But if we get a sponsor who wants to showcase uh, what they do by offering a nice date idea, give us an email live from the Dutch gmail.com because we're still looking for that. But otherwise, we'll come up with something good. They're going to be a big prize, a big date, and Teresa might even find love. That's what we promise. And the fans are uh, uh, really requesting it, so we, we booked it. It is next week's show. Woo-woo. We have three bachelors on the ready. They're booked, they're ready to go. And I'll tell you, they're horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Actually, Teresa sent me a message today. She goes, I'm not really trying to find a boyfriend. I just thought it'd be fun, right? And I'm like, oh, there are no boyfriends in this shit mess I'm giving you next week. They're all awful. I guarantee you. Know? I don't know which one. Maybe Wouldn't it be funny if they did find love in this mess I'm going to give her next week? But I just found her soulmate. Endless love. And these three characters, I will not tell you who they are. But one of them in particular, I think, should be jailed. <laughs> uh, one of them, I'm pretty sure, is uh, married. We've established <laughs> that. And shouldn't be doing this game at all. And the other one, I have no idea. He could be either like 35 or 106. <laughs> those, are, those are the only hints I'm going to give you on who's coming in next week. That's pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Good luck, Teresa. Are you going at another cookie? <laughs> Driving in there. It's not good for you. Yeah. 
Tell my cookie sponsor that. Stop sending me things that are killing me that are delicious. You have no discipline. You want to put wave this in front of your fat face and see if you don't eat it? Right? It's delicious. So you don't understand, David. Shortbread, man. Mm. Fuck me. <laughs> Anyways, we got to end this show. But, Ryan, you've been a great guest as always. I always love having you in here. Thanks for having me, Pete. Your ba the band here. Was there another feedback? You said there was two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, we have Haitian Dwar. Why do you got Haitian door? I got one. Oh, yeah, we're good. Dave's got one. Ready? Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to bed we go. It's playoff time, your pussy's mine. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Dave nails it. That's how you fucking nail yeah. it. Do it live. Yeah, it's playoff it time. What? Your, your pussy's, pussy's mine. mine. Your pussy's mine, eh? It just came to me. No big deal. In the yeah. playoffs, you get aggressive in the sack with the old lady? Go hard into the corners. That's right. <laughs> That's what you do, eh, Dave? Yeah. You're a little Michael's bit of advice. a weirdo. I, I, I didn't know that about you. Anyways, I gotta find Don't the Haitian dwarf. The Haitian dwarf has been trying to get, uh, get at us for some time. And you know what? It's sometimes the interweb. Gives me problems, and uh, but this week I got it. I got it a week late. He was talking about the episode we did. Glad to hear you're still around. Uh oh. Where did he give us the feedback? I, uh, Chartable. I get this thing called Chartable, and then Chartable sends me these things once a week, and they go and they tell me like how in Denmark I'm on the comedy charts in Denmark. And then the next week they say, hey, you're, you know Denmark, when they really liked you? They, they, they don't fucking like you anymore. And they're like, hey, uh, you know who likes you? Finland likes you, right? Not this week. Uh, Finland doesn't like you. Belgium loves you this week. And then uh, most of the weeks they say, nobody likes you. And this week, the Haitian Dwarf, they said, hey, someone gave you a review. And it was Haitian Dwarf on iTunes. And he gave you five stars. And he entitled this one. Dave, Kevin, and Paul. Dave, Kevin, and Paul, right? And he says, five stars. Congratulations on all the new tale, boys. That's it. It's with regard to that fifth question, which all is very- from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Whereas we all had to say, who's gonna bang? Who, if, if, if you're, if your loved one was going to die on the ground, unless you had one of the members of the show here, um, you know, have sex to completion without um, pulling out, like ejaculating inside, no, no protection, yeah. you know? Did we go into those details? Yep. Fuck. I said... Uh, I don't remember that part. Squirt hutches into her pussy is, I believe, the exact words I said. Yeah, you did. What That's does that true. mean? That's true. Does that mean condom? Does that mean pull out? No. Both those things are implied with squirt hodges. Uncle, you that shit. Ain't your pussy. No. Chucky's a dick now. Have another one. <laughs> sorry. Let's spill over you. But they, uh, sorry, um, so what were we saying? I don't know. I forget now. <laughs> Thanks, HD. Yeah, HD. HD, uh, yeah. Good guy. So what I want to say was, 
Dave, Kevin, and Paul all got to bang our significant others. Nobody right. with that mic fucked their wife, no. right? No. Oh, for how many? Five? Nobody would let Wes fuck their wife. Nobody would let me fuck their wife. And nobody would let Dirty Steve, which we all understand. <laughs> but you know why they wouldn't let me? He's such an ass. <laughs> Wes and uh, Mike do it. You know why, guys? Too handsome. <laughs> they couldn't, they'd fall in love with us. That's right. That's right, Wes. He totally knows. You sons of bitches know it too. That's why you wouldn't let me bang your wife. No, no, it's because Kev needs pussy. That's why I gave him <laughs> <laughs> Team player. <laughs> uh, fair point, fair point. All right, that's it for feedback. We got feedback. If you'd like to give us uh, some message of what you think of our program, you can go to lifeinthedutchallgmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, any of that stuff. You'll find us. And we will uh, try to talk about it on the show. And so what we want to do is end the show this week with one segment that is brought to us by our, uh, the man that writes music for our program, Dave the Rooster Charters. Charters has issued a challenge for the after show thing. Now our clip of the week last week was from the after show, which Doug Koning got hammered and turns out he's a musical genius. <laughs> we had no idea he could play every instrument. The guy's like super talented and hilarious. He did the, did you see the, the, uh, the yeah, that spinning drumsticks? He did it for, for a long time, staring me in the eyes and just like doing it like he's like the devil while he's doing it. Yeah, hilarious. But for this week's after show, we have a challenge that's been issued by Dave the Rooster Charters to a, a, a professional hockey player where you, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's already Jordan's ahead of us on how this fucking guy <laughs> thinks he can challenge an NHL hockey player to a game of skill in hockey, right, Dave? Oh, God. You're he'll not challenging him in the me. industry. Dave, you're going to beat me. <laughs> He's challenging to a, a, a game, and what is it? What is it called? I've been practicing for weeks. It's a sauce off. Sauce. Oh, What's it called? It's called uh, Saucer King. It's a sauce off. A sauce off. Yes. Saucer King. How's the game work? Well, you sh you uh, pass. Well, I would say shoot, but it's not a shot. It's a saucer pass at a little net. <laughs> it's, it's like far away from you. you try so you're, a, a saucer bit. pass means you keep it low to the ice? Yeah, just, just enough to get over a stick. That's right. Yeah. You, want not, a nice oh. you, you don't want a, like a floppy duck, you know, a wounded yeah. duck. You want a nice saucer pass yeah. Spin it so like it lands frisbee. flat and lands on a next stick. But in this case, it's, it's going to land on... The, the pad that's slippery and then it goes into a net if you hit it. Yeah, it's a small net. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I'm scared. So what you're talking about here is not only a guy who has natural ability that allowed him to achieve at a professional level, <laughs> but you also have a guy who's intelligent enough to break it down to that level. And so he's analyzed it and like perfect. But it, at this point in time, it's muscle memory for you, right, Ryan? That's right. It's years ago. <laughs> But you've practiced with your son for how long, Dave? A couple hours. Yeah, a couple hours. <laughs> you figure you got the advantage over him, right? I don't know who I'm going to put my money on. It's going to be a real nail-biter, people. <laughs> Look forward to looking to any of our social medias because we're going to be posting this video, but I don't know who could possibly we win. We can do it right down here, Dave. Yeah, we'll do it down. 
Charles, if you fucking win this thing, I'll tell you right now. Uh, oh shit, I gotta make a bet. If Charles wins, I need to do something humiliating. Okay, guys. You gotta put his mustache on your face. <laughs> Would you shave that thing just to glue it on my face? Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. He would? All right, if you beat, if you beat Ryan in this game, you can't blow it. <laughs> I don't want to lose. If you fucking Are blow you it on purpose. I don't want to see Charter's mustache on your face. I don't want it anywhere close to me. I don't like anything about his, anything uh -huh. about his body hair. It's gross. <laughs> I don't like anything about his body either. How about you have to get my haircut? That's way better. Oh my god! Oh, I like that. <laughs> no, I like your I like your mustache. Will you take me to that place? Oh yeah. You'll take me to that place and get that haircut. Oh, how long do I have to have it for? You just have to get it done. Get, get it done get and do a show with it on. Yeah, one show. Yeah. One show with it on. Okay. I like that bet better. That's, that's it. That's, All that's, right, that's, that's the bet. The bet is if you can beat a professional hockey player at saucer passing. <laughs> I will, um, I will cut my hair to look like you. <laughs> the humiliation is that I'm going to I'm give the haircut that so he chose hard. on purpose. He chose it on purpose. For we crying like out Anyways, we have the bet. The bet is made. Stay tuned for the after hour show. If you guys take anyone that's hung in and listened to us, thank you very much. We are live from the Dutch Hall. We will see you NT. See you next Thursday, Ow. people.